does not pay. Mayview Escort Bureau. Miss Mayview speaking. Miss Mayview, Lucy. Yes, Mrs. Appleton. It's terrible. It's really terrible. And to think I recommended you to. I'm afraid I don't quite follow you. It's Mrs. Greenleaf, you remember? I sent her to you. And we had a fourth Donald, Leonard, she and myself. And now her house has been robbed. And she wants to place charges with the police against those two wonderful boys we met through you. Why, nothing like this has ever happened to any of the young men in my escort bureau, Mrs. Appleton. Nothing, ever. If I saw Mrs. Greenleaf, would I be able to... It wasn't my boy. And will you take me to her? Oh, yes. To both questions. Very well. I'll pick you up at your place in half an hour. Don, Lenny, come in here, both of you. I think you've made a big mistake. In the interest of good citizenship and law enforcement, we present Crime Does Not Pay, based on the famous Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer series of short subjects. In just a moment, you will hear Escort for Hire, starring Mary Wicks. Crime Does Not Pay, starring Mary Wicks as Lucy Mayview in Escort for Hire. There was nothing about Lucy Mayview nor the Mayview Escort Bureau which would inspire anything but confidence. The Bureau was a suite of rooms in a good hotel, an office suite in the midst of other offices. Neat, clean, efficient, businesslike. Lucy fitted the setting she had chosen. She, too, was neat, efficient, businesslike. The young men who worked for her had just the right modicum of charm, more than balanced by the kind of tweedy, male, rough, but good looks which seems to appeal to women who refuse to admit that they've passed the age of 45. So, Lucy did well. So well, she could afford to be choosy about clients. As she explained to her two star employees, Don Williams and Leonard Huntley. We can afford to take our time, boys. The word's getting round. The ladies love you. They talk. That's enough. Sure, sure, Lucy. But why not take on a few more fellas, clean up, and retire? What's your hurry? Just a suggestion, Lucy. Don likes the green stuff, and so do I. And I don't. Look, both of you, this business is my operation. I take the real risk, and I do the thinking. We follow my plans. It was just a suggestion. Okay, okay, okay. We have two departments in this place, planning and execution. I do the planning, you two execute. Now, about tonight. Mayview Escort Bureau. Miss Mayview speaking. Miss Mayview, this is Louise Appleton. Oh, Mrs. Appleton. Yes, of course. Not bad for her age. Anything the matter, Mrs. Appleton? Well... Yes and no. I have a problem. I thought you might help me. Uh, that is, us. 
Oh? Well, if you'd explain a little further, Mrs. Appleton. Well, I know how much in demand your escorts are. Yes. But as it happens, I have a friend. Let me see. Yes. You have an appointment tonight with Donald Williams. I have, but my friend, Mrs. Greenleaf, Mrs. Helen Greenleaf, happens to be alone. And we thought it'd be nice to have two young men. Oh, I, I know your bureau is busy, but I thought, as I'm, uh, well, a regular customer and all. I understand perfectly, Mrs. Appleton. Of course, I'm sure Donald would take perfect care of both of you. Hey, hey, one like Appleton's Shut enough. Shut up, John. Don't worry. Uh, if you let me look at the appointment book a moment, Mrs. Appleton, I, uh, yes, I can send Leonard Huntley along. At the usual rate, of course. Oh, thank you so much, Miss Mayhew. You're simply marvelous. And will you tell the boys that black tie will be sufficient? Yes. I've planned the most marvelous evening. Yes, I'm sure you have, Mrs. Appleton. From all I hear, my boys are just about fighting among themselves for the privilege of escorting you. Uh -huh. I'll have them at your place at about eight. Yes, yes, eight will be perfect. And thank you ever so much. I shall tell all my friends about your wonderful service. Please do. Goodbye. Please do what? Tell her friends. Now, you know the address, Don. Black tie, both of you. Eight sharp. Flowers, the works. Let the poor babes have fun. They pay for it. Oh, how I hate to see this evening end. Why, it's been glorious. Oh, thank you. Both of you. We did our best, Helen. Well... Here I am. Good night, Helen, darling. Night, I'm so Helen. glad you had fun. Oh, I did, dear. I truly did. Shall I take you to your door, Louise, dear? <laughs> you stay with Helen. I want her to know what it's like to have two men take her home. <laughs> the last time that happened was just after I came out. Oh, boy, that was a party. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sure, Linda. Uh-uh, darling. I'd better go up alone. Mr. Appleton was due in town on the 11 o'clock plane. And, of course, you know... <laughs> I've been spending the evening with Helen. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everyone. Good Call night. tomorrow, Helen. Not too early. <laughs> this is my place, boys. A poor thing, but mine own. Poor? Why, it's, it's as beautiful as... as your stable, Helen. And as charming as yourself. Oh, thank you, boys. Ooh, I feel so wicked for some reason. <laughs> Two young men in my apartment after midnight. That must be it. And not a single husband in sight. He is, too. Uh, what? Hmm? Oh, don't look so startled, boy. Just a photograph in that picture frame on the piano. Oh, he, uh, he looks a lot older than you, Helen. He was. He died three years ago. Now, put your hat in the hall closet and be comfortable. The liquor's in that cabinet there. I've just built in. I won't be but a minute, boys, and then we can have a nice nap. Yikes. What a layout. And not a husband in time. Hey, look at the liquor stock. This dame's all right. Smarter than she acts. Yeah. And that rope of pearls she's wearing. Real, or I'll swallow them on their string. And the rocks in those bracelets. Hey, hey, look here. Found something? Wall face. As easy to open as a piggy bank. Ixnay the Abe. Now don't tell me you've been too bashful to mix yourself drinks. We just waited for you, Helen. Now, what would you like? Well, you probably think I'm awful. 
But I'd like a short bourbon and soda for a last drink. Fine. <laughs> Make mine light, Len, Jack. You know, Helen, if I may, I, I'd like to say that you... Well, you've made both Len and myself forget tonight that we're paid employees. You've been very kind. Of course I have. I wanted a good time, too. That's the only way. That's the reason, boys, that I never go out with the same young men more than once. Familiarity breeds contempt, you know. Mayview, Escort Bureau. Miss Mayview speaking. Miss Mayview, Lucy. Yes, Mrs. Appleton. It's terrible, it's really terrible. And to think that I recommended you to. I'm afraid I don't quite follow you. But Mrs. Greenleaf, you remember? I sent it to you when we had a foursome. Yes. Donald, Leonard, she, and myself. And now her house has been robbed, and she wants to place charges with the police against those two wonderful boys we met through you. Nothing like this has ever happened to any of the young men in my escort bureau, Mrs. Appleton. Nothing, ever. If I saw Mrs. Greenleaf, would I be able to convince her it wasn't my boys? And would you take me to her? Oh, yes. Yes, to both questions. Very well. I'll pick you up at your place in half an hour. Don, Lenny, come in here, both of you. I think you've made a bad mistake. Why, what's wrong? Nothing serious. Sit down. Hmm? Sit down. Sure. Sure, I've been sitting. You two took over the Greenleaf joint, didn't you? Well, didn't you? Now, see here, Lucy, there's no... Shut up! The Appleton Dane just called. Greenleaf is going to file charges. Smoking, she's got no hunger. I know. But Appleton has. And that may be our ace in the hole. I'm going to see Greenleaf with Appleton. If I can get Greenleaf to believe that calling Copper will let Appleton's husband in on what his dear wife has been up to, it may save the situation. Sure, it'll work. It's bound to. Nothing to worry about. Now, maybe. Maybe not. Nothing except the fact that Greenleaf will knock us all over town. We operate without a license. The cops have long ears. Nothing except the fact that you looted that place without my okay, without giving me my cut. Now pay up my 50%. The next time you pull up stupid stuff like this, you'll both wind up in cement overcoats. I think you both know that I don't waste words on idle threats. <laughs> possibly be so certain, Mrs. Greenleaf. Oh, I know it seems suspicious, but I've shown you the boy's references. Mrs. Appleton here has told you how she's been going out with Donald for months. Never a breath of suspicion. Louise is a fool, far bigger than I am. Helen, I never thought for one moment... You never thought, period. Occasionally, Miss Mayview, I indulge myself in the company of men younger than myself. At the close of the evening, I inform them that they will not see me again. Perhaps that's what caused your employees to work so quickly. May I remind you, Mrs. Greenleaf, that you are making these charges in front of a third party. That is grounds for a suit. Louise wouldn't dare testify. You wouldn't dare bring suit. You see, I have proof. What kind of proof? Why, I can't believe my boy. I opened the door with a key from my evening bag. After they left, that key was missing. The thieves came in and went out by the door while I was sleeping. Your boy, Leonard, mixed our nightcap. 
I had my chlorohydrate, just enough to make me sleep soundly. I have a case and a good one, and I intend to prosecute. I've held off this long out of respect for Louise. Now, this is your chance to return what was taken from me. Just a moment, Mrs. Greenleaf. Out of respect for Louise, if you prosecute, the whole story will come out. The world will read in the papers your world of society and society columns that Louise arranged that date. Helen, don't you see? Henry will find out, and I'll never be able to hold up my head. I see only a polite form of blackmail, and I'm not intimidated. My property, Miss Mayview, or the police. You're very determined, aren't you? Words don't seem to have much effect. Very well, then. In here, boys. What? Greetings, lady. Happy to see you again. What's the meaning of this? Obviously, we have moved from the region of words to that of action. All right, Don, hold up. Wait, land the oh, Lucy, you couldn't. Keep your hands off me. I'd scream you. She it's... won't yell, Lucy. No, no, I can't believe it, Lucy. Not you. Cut up, Now, a small sample, Mrs. Greenleaf. I will not have my business interfered with. If you try anything, you'll die. Slowly. You'll beg to die. You understand? 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 Lucy. She's passed out. Helen, Helen. I started this. Let me help her. Her heart stopped. Huh? I was a nurse's aide, I know. She's dead. <laughs> All right. She's dead. Murder, I suppose. Now, wait a minute. What are you talking about? Death brought about during the commission of a felony is murder in this state. Don't argue. Now, you do as you're told. You put her in the bedroom. Clean the place, the fingerprints, then leave the back way. Louise will escort me out the way we came in. The maid will find the Greenleaf woman. It'll seem natural. And as for you, Appleton, you're into this up to your neck. You breathe a word and you'll be an accessory before and after the fact. I'll see to that. And what your husband will do will seem mild compared to what the law and the newspapers will do to you. Now, you're one of us now, and from here on in, you'll operate under my orders and do exactly as I ask, if you know what's good for you. In just a moment, Crime Does Not Pay will continue with Escort for Hire. Now we continue with Crime Does Not Pay, starring Mary Wicks as Lucy Mayview in Escort for Hire. There was no doubt about it, Lucy Mayview had the knack of turning trouble into advantage. She found a way to make Helen Greenleaf's death serve her, and she used it as a club over the heads of the boys as well as Louise Appleton. Lucy could be ruthless. In fact, she rather enjoyed it. All right, Don. What's wrong? Nothing. Oh, stop it. I've had nothing but bad reports on you. Complaints, even. You're preoccupied. You aren't solicitous. You treat our clients as if they weren't even there. Four weeks of this. I'm sorry. I'm bored, that's all. You're scared, Don. Scared? Of what? Of murder. Not a very pleasant item to live with. Unless you know how to use it. You do, I suppose. Definitely. You saw the notice in the paper. Greenleaf died of heart disease. So certified, period. It's too easy. I don't like it. 
I am scared, Lucy. Look, it's a month now. Why don't we close up here and go to some other town? Don't try to quit, Don. You're in as deep as any of us. I'm not quitting. Let me show you how this is going to work. Another three months, we'll have enough to retire. Another three months, then three months more. Will you ever have enough, Lucy? I've brains enough to know when the cows have been milked dry. I hope so. Up to now, Louise has paid for silence with cash. Watch this. Louise Appleton is about to extend the area of her cooperation. Hello? Louise? This is Lucy. Oh, yes. Are you alone, dear? Uh, yes. Yes, I'm alone. Then you can talk. What do you want? I paid this week. My boys are idle. And idleness breeds mischief, doesn't it? Yes, yes, I suppose it does. I want them to keep busy. You know I can't be seen with them. But your friends can. I can't do But you will. I won't trap anyone as I trap poor But Helen. you will. I won't. You leave no alternative but to call your husband. A word, Louise, about your dates with Donald. A hint of embroidery. Need I say more? Well, Louise? What do you want? I want you to recommend us to your friends. You know the qualifications. Wealth. That little wish to feel wicked again that brought you to it. And, of course, at least one vulnerable spot, a husband, social position, professional status. You're familiar with all that, I know. Well, I can't guarantee... Oh, but you can. In fact, you have, haven't you, Louise, dear? You're going to have some new customers for me before the week is out. Aren't you? Dear. Lucy made you? Yes. You're Mrs. Parnell? Marna Parnell. Louise Appleton. Thank you. Yes, of course I remember. Oh, sit down. Thank you. You're younger than I expected. Perhaps that helps me understand the position of ladies like yourself. Louise implied something like that. I hardly know where to start. Well, it's not usual for ladies to come here. They prefer to telephone. I buy content, not wrapping. And you prefer to see what you're getting? Oh, getting into. I gather from Louise that you're a very clever young woman. Oh, thank her for this. I trust you will have the same feeling. I hope so, Miss Mayview. Louise mentioned a young man with whom she'd gone out occasionally. A Donald Williams. Oh, yes. She seems to enjoy his company. Would you like to meet Don? He's here. I have a meeting of the Milk Fund Committee in a short time. I'm chairman this year. Oh, are you? How nice. Excuse me a moment. Don, will you come in a moment? Yes. Mrs. Parnell would like to meet you. Of course, Miss Mayfield. How do you do, Mrs. Parnell? How do you do? Donald, Mrs. Parnell was sent to us by Louise Appleton, remember? Oh, of course. Charming woman, Mrs. Appleton. She spoke highly of you, Mr. Williams. <laughs> I must say you impressed me. If first impressions mean anything. Oh, thank you, Mrs. Parnell. Yes, I'm happy to hear that. I think they do in this business. Now then, shall we arrange a date for you two? For tonight, shall we say? Never waste time is our motto, you know, Mrs. Parnell. <laughs> I don't like it, Lucy. It smells like a double cross someplace. An odor, Len, with which you ought to be familiar. All right, don't rub it in. You can't blame a fella for trying once. But I can remember he tried. All right, I still don't like it. 
Don's been going out with that Parnell dame for a month now, and he's got nothing on her we can use yet. Patience is the foundation of profit in this business. In this racket. I prefer the word business. Len, what's eating you? Well, I've seen them in places, on jobs that I've had for you. She never wears an evening gown. Perhaps she doesn't like them. A dame with her figure? Why does that make you suspicious? Because it doesn't fit the picture. That dame doesn't look or act or talk like the kind of dizzy characters we usually no. get, and smart dames don't need us. You're imagining things, Len. Not me. I know this, this business. That dame isn't on the level. Feel better if I check? Why not? All right. Who? Louise. If there's anything wrong, she'll score. Hello? Louise? This is Lucy. Uh, yes? What do you know about Mara Parnell? What? What everyone knows. Chairman of the Milk Fund, a very nice-looking... Oh, stop it. How have you known her? Why, years and years. Yes, years and years. Go to school together? Uh, yes, that's it. We went, we went to Miss Drew's together mm-hmm. years ago. It's a very exclusive school. Only girls are very best family. We had some wonderful times together. We really did. I don't think you knew her two months ago. You mean when... When... When Greenleaf got hers, that's exactly what I mean. Lucy. How can you apply? Oh, save it, Louise. Until you get to my office. But I can't. You'll come, you'll come. I'm sending Leonard for you in my car. You'll come at once. Go get her, Lynn. Well, what do you want her for? She's a rotten liar. You may have hit on something. Get Appleton. Bring her back here? Here? In the hotel? Obviously not. Louise needs a going over. She'll get it at my apartment. Take my car. And if she needs persuading, I'll leave that entirely up to you, Romeo. <laughs> your office, Lucy? I prefer to bring my closest associates to my home. Oh, I see. Thank you. Why did you lie, Louise? That isn't healthy. Lie? When did you I... You went to school with that Parnell woman. Oh, well, I said the first thing that came into my head, I guess. We don't trust dimwits like that, do we, Len? No, we don't. And we don't care for them in our organization. That's definitely... Well, then let me go. I swear I'll never breathe a word. Until it becomes the first thing that pops into your head? No, Louise. No one leaves our organization. It's a life membership. Once in, you stay in until you die. Quite simple. Who's Marna Parnell? And, and this time, the truth. Well, I, I met her at a milk pot meeting. She's the chairman. Why did you send her to me? She seemed lonely. Len, what's your impression? But Marna's always gone out with a dog. Shut up. Len's seen him together. Len? That didn't look lonely in her life. Why, oh, I don't believe it. Why, she told she me... She told that... you what? Well, that she'd never had a date. This one's lying again, Len. What do you suggest? A small refresher course in the truth along the lines of what she saw her friend Greenleaf get. Don't you touch me. You keep away oh, from me. Hold her, Len. Let her yell. Hold her here. A pleasure, Lucy. Sit still. You... I don't care. I don't care anymore. I can't live like this. Tell me. Do what you want. I will talk. I won't talk. She's brave, isn't she, Len? What'll it be? The usual? Or something special? Make it fast. That's all. There's something with that Parnell dame. But... Oh, all right, all right. Open up in there. Homicide. Here's the warrant. It's lies, all of it. How do you know until you've read it, made you? Oh, Mr. Parnell. Mrs. Parnell. You dirty, double-crossing... The name's a lady cop. I told you, Lucy. Both of you for the judge. Thanks for tearing them so well, Lieutenant. You can't make the charge stick. You've got no witnesses except this woman. Haven't we? When your boy Williams is down at the station house saving your skin with his wagging tongue. 
Look, Maeve, you get this. Mrs. Appleton came to us with her story in confidence after she confessed to her husband. So we played along until Williams was willing to talk. You're going to find out the hard way, Maeve, you, that fleecing silly women may be a misdemeanor, but burglary, blackmail, and murder are something else entirely. <laughs> Does not pay. Mary Wicks, who was starred as Lucy Mayview in Escort for Hire, will be back with you in just a moment. Here in person is Mary Wicks. It's true that Lucy was clever, but like the vast majority of lawbreakers, not quite clever enough. Now, Lucy represents the type of criminal which lies in wait for the respectable citizen who contributes to crime by, well, by wanting to feel just a touch wicked. You'll find her type in any of several dozen activities from escort bureaus to illegal gambling and back again. All these activities tempt by their daring and by their seeming harmlessness, but inevitably, they lead to grief like Louise. And while the criminals involved are almost always caught, the fact remains that in the final analysis, for everyone concerned, crime does not pay. Thank you, Miss Wicks. Crime Does Not Pay is written by Ira Marion and directed by Mark B. Loeb, with music composed and conducted by John Gard. Technical advisor is Burton B. Turkus. The events, characters, and names used in the story you've just heard are fictitious. Any similarity is purely coincidental. This is Bob Williams speaking.